What's up, everybody? This is Taylor from Game Devs Quest with this week's Game Dev Quest. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. It's another odd week here. Uh, Rhett and I couldn't hook up, uh, as is starting to be the tradition. Rhett's on vacation. He's doing a road trip uh, already Yellowstone. So it's just me this week. Uh, we both kind of been going through some crazy transition stuff, so... It's been harder and harder to line up, and I think it's going to continue to be that way for a little while. Um, so I just moved into our new house, which has been really awesome, but also pretty crazy. Um, change of schedule, because I got a new job, so now I'm Monday through Friday, which is different. Part of the reason we were able to start the podcast was because I had you know, a weekday off and so did Rhett. So it's easy to line up then. So we'll have to figure out when to, when to record. So you might have a bunch of uh, short episodes, solo episodes, things like that, where we're kind of just filling in the gaps to keep everyone, keep everyone going on the Game Devs Quest train. So, so um, yeah, I started my new job this week. Uh, today is, was my second day. Um, so far, everything's been pretty good. Got hooked up kind of with a mentor and sat down and went through a bunch of applications. Really had no idea what to expect, but so far, everything's been pretty slow going, just slowly helping me get my feet wet, learning about Agile. That's that's really kind of what drives work at this new position. So learning learning a lot about that how the team functions. It's a big team. There's 18 developers. So there's a lot of uh, stuff going on all the time. But um, man, I didn't really have anything lined up to talk about. But we'll just go through a couple of things I've learned so far and probably call this one a short short episode. As you probably know, I was pretty nervous getting in getting into this new developer job. It's been something that I've been looking forward to for close to a decade. So I had a lot of pressure I put on myself to try and get here. And now that it's here, it's like, I don't want to mess up. But I pretty much am in a junior role, which has been really good. I was trying to practice as much as I can before starting the job. But since I was moving, I really didn't have much time to do hardly any programming. So I was feeling kind of down about that. And not feeling very ready, but so far that hasn't really seemed to matter. Um, I haven't actually done any coding, but everyone has pretty much treated me with a lot of respect, but also they don't assume that I know anything, which has been really good. Um, Most of the stuff that we've talked about so far is I generally know a lot about, but it's, I, I appreciate the fact that they don't just assume that I know it and that I'm lost, you know? So I didn't, it, none of it's crazy. It's all pretty much like C-sharp app development. So most of it's like object-oriented stuff that we do with game development. So it's not all that scary. <laughs> Everything you've heard about like 
all those acronyms like solid and dry and kiss, they all apply. Today I read through like this documentation about what's expected for, you know, formatting and how to build your applications and everything. They used all those acronyms. They talked about some of the uh, design patterns that we've already talked about, which is reassuring. I have a, a ways to go, but it's cool to know that my preparation wasn't all in vain. So um, I'm probably going to focus a lot on software development for my side of things. Um, I'd really like to get back in and, and do some game development soon. But I think that taking a step back and focusing on some of the you know, general software development stuff is going to be really good for me and hopefully kind of transfers to you as well. Um, it's, it's funny cause I started, uh, going back to the coding blocks podcast. Um, so I didn't mention this, but obviously like I moved, so my commute to work is a lot different. It used to be a really short bus ride. It's like 10 minutes and now it's 30 to 40 minutes, depending on which way I, I'm going. Um, so it gives me a lot of time to listen to things and catch up on some of the podcasts that I haven't been able to listen to. Um, and so I've been going through starting from episode one, as I do, been listening to the Coding Blocks podcast, which is three developers uh, talking about .NET. And lately they've been getting into a lot of JavaScript stuff too, which is cool. And a lot of it has come up just in my first two days. Like a lot of the stuff they're talking about has come up. And so it's fresh in my mind, which is really nice. Uh, I was hoping that the the commute wasn't going to be a huge drag, you know, where I'm missing out on time I could be spending with my family or, you know, learning something. But it's like, it's not been fun in the sense that I'm riding on a public transit bus that's like filled with uh, maybe that, not the most pleasant things, but I'm trying to take advantage of that. So if, if you haven't listened to Coding Blocks, it's pretty awesome. The guys on there, they took a little while to get used to, but now I really enjoy them. They're pretty funny. And they the way they structure their podcast is really awesome. I kind of wish that we could do something more like this, even though like our podcast is more from like the beginner angle. Theirs is obviously from a much more experienced angle but they their episodes are like broken into very specific topics like one of the most recent ones i listened to was javascript promises <laughs> which is a very granular topic and uh, it's just cool that they can take that idea and talk about it for an hour it goes to show like how much they know and it's cool hearing like three professional developers their different takes on it. And then, you know, not having professional experience myself really until a day ago, like being able to take their perspectives to my job now is, is pretty cool because now some of the things they're talking about, I know a lot more about. So anyways, yeah. So, so far the biggest takeaways that I've had for just two days of on the job is like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Don't don't worry so much. You're not really expected to know, honestly, all that much. I go into things 
feeling like if I'm not 100%, like I don't know everything that I'm not prepared. But the reality is if you know, like even a, a small chunk of things, you're pretty good. So um, I'm just going to take things pretty slow. Um, the things they recommend that I learn, I'm going to try to learn. Like most of us are familiar with Git and source control. I'm familiar with it from the aspect of like using it as a code repository, right? That only I pretty much work on. But obviously when you get to an organization that has close to 20 developers or, you know, more and other ones, you're going to be collaborating a lot and you might not necessarily use Git depending on your technology. So we've been uh, talking about TFS and uh, VSTS which are kind of different tools for source control. Uh, you can use Git inside of them, but you don't necessarily have to do it all command line. And I think it's more geared, cause it's like, I think it's kind of baked into Azure. So it's it's more like DevOps related, a lot, a lot of the stuff I've been seeing about it. So I started today um, watching a course on lynda.com about it. Um, that, that's interesting just kind of seeing it's all it's pretty cool how it's like all baked into the browser it's like this really powerful powerful tool it's all just browser based but that's something that they you know they want me to really focus on learning about that and and getting my feet with with agile so i don't know i kind of had all these assumptions about the technology stack that i'd be using i assumed it would be like all ASP.NET. And so far, like it seems like that's the primary technology, but it's not like you have to know every little bit about that. Every, you know, like one thing I found really interesting was um, just hearing from different developers on how they do things. Um, I kind of assumed that there'd be a kind of a golden rule. And it sounds like for the most part, like 80% of it you do follow like a team best practice but the way you implement it as long as it's either like common knowledge using technologies that are you know industry standard or you're like commenting and documenting everything you're doing like it's kind of up to you to figure out how how to best do it so yeah, I don't know. It's it's really interesting. I just kind of assumed that, like for instance, I've been trying to learn uh, ASP.NET Core uh, MVC specifically, and it's like I assumed that whatever Microsoft is teaching me is sort of the de facto thing that would be done, you know, in a professional sense. But as long as you can get the job done in a in whatever way you you know you understand it and you comment your code and everything like that's all good at least at least where i'm at so that might be different depending on where you're at but it was just kind of cool it made me feel a lot less pressure about i don't know doing everything by the book so it's kind of like game development right you go through a game jam you kind of just get things to work and then if you pick up the game jam afterwards you refine it. It's all like prototyping and then spending the extra time to refactor and clean things up and, you know, follow 
common programming principles like uh what's it called single responsibility and um, stuff like that and which like another thing i don't know if i've talked too much about uh a little while back when i was doing free code camp regularly there was a section on functional programming which was really kind of fascinating they talked about some things that i hadn't ever really thought about but i think are probably pretty wise to follow generally um, one of the things that really stuck with me was i mean you basically follow like single responsibility principles so like you know your classes or your functions methods they all just are designed to do one specific thing um, i have a tendency to just have sort of like one big class file like a player class or something and it has all this stuff inside of it and that ends up you know being pretty complicated to understand like from a readability standpoint after the fact but if you follow single responsibility like every every function basically does one particular thing and if you're writing more than like you know 10 20 maybe 30 lines of code you probably should take a step back and think about why your that function is as long as it is um, you might be able to pull something out into another function and then like the product of that is you look at a function and it's calling a bunch of other functions but you can read exactly what it's doing and understand it oftentimes without even having to comment so that was something that really stuck with me but the other thing that was interesting about it was I don't remember what they called it, but basically the idea that you don't actually ever modify an object that's being passed to that function. So for instance, like if, uh, I don't know, if I pass an object to a function and I need to do some sort of modification uh, to a particular value, you would make that modification maybe stored in like a temporary variable inside the function and then you'd return the value of that variable so that like what you would do is when you call that function it returns like a string or something and then like on a particular object like maybe it's you know player.name or something you would just always do like player.name equals and then that you call that function so it's never actually like directly modifying an outs like something out of scope uh which i think you know just prevents i don't know prevents issues from arising that are unexpected anyways kind of got off track there but yeah I'm, I'm gonna spend a lot of time over the next i guess 12 months while i'm for sure in this position trying to really focus on things like that, like really understanding object-oriented programming, object-oriented design, getting into design patterns a lot more. So I want to really bring back the design patterns episodes. I've been reading about the factory pattern uh, recently, which is pretty interesting. It's like, it's funny because it's basically exactly what you think it would be. Like, it's basically just a way of creating objects where you sort of pass off the responsibility of that to a different class and then like you know because like you really want to prevent having all these conditionals where you have like if this or if else 
you know, if else, if else, if else, over and over and over to determine kind of the logic of your application. But your factory is basically going to handle all of that for you, which it, which makes it a lot cleaner from like a consumer standpoint. So I don't know. I'm going to focus a lot on that sort of stuff. I think once I actually get into code, I'm not going to be like designing something from the ground up. It's probably going to be like people have told me like, you probably just, you know, go into an application and like have to modify some strings and stuff or like change the color of this front end. Uh, <laughs> so I don't feel quite as intimidated about it, which is good. But I also want to sort of like seize the moment and try to learn as much as I can and offer as much value to the team and the position as I can. So unfortunately, I think that might mean that I'm not spending so much time on game development. But I do now have weekends off, like real weekends. <laughs> so I'm thinking that we could probably pull pull off a game jam. Hopefully, like I don't want to, I don't want to promise anything, but like hopefully at least two this year. <laughs> I know the year's almost over, but that would be my my ideal. What else, man? I was gonna like jump into some of the house stuff that we've been going through. Uh, but I don't know if anyone really needs to hear it. Like, it's been it's been really awesome being in in our house. But now, like that, I've spent more than you know half an hour in the house. I'm noticing like all these little things that doesn't necessarily like make me question whether or not I made the right choice or we made the right choice, like buying this house. But you kind of I don't know. I heard that like millennials have the highest level of buyer's remorse in like a really long time (laughs) that and most of us aren't buying houses so i don't know i wonder if i just fall into that camp you kind of set this expectation of what it's going to be like to be a homeowner and then you get in and it's kind of i don't want to say disappointing because it's really nice like i really like not having a bunch of neighbors like all the time being super noisy Um, like it's super quiet here but there's a lot, man. Like I I feel we felt pretty overwhelmed with some of the stuff. Even though like we bought a house that was pretty much ready to go, there's just constant maintenance and little things we missed. Like the biggest thing shouldn't be that big of a deal, but the biggest thing that we didn't realize and our inspector didn't actually catch either was that we don't have a dryer vent. So normally a house will like vent out the exhaust of a dryer, like out a wall and there's a sealed up hole that's like designated for that. And we didn't have that. So I watched like a bunch of YouTube videos on how to do it and thought I could do it myself. And I don't know. I messed up a couple times, got a couple holes in the wall <laughs> that shouldn't be there. So we're still working through that. Long story short though, since the inspection missed it, they're paying for a contractor to come out and fix it. But still it's like, you watch a bunch of YouTube videos, you think that doesn't look that bad. And then you try it yourself and it, you know, sucks up eight hours. <laughs> so there's all these little things. Like I installed a bunch of uh, blinds in all of our windows and we ordered them from Home Depot and seven of eight of them were the correct size. But the last one, the biggest one was like a quarter of an inch too long. So it wouldn't fit in the window. And then you deal with like going back to Home Depot and like, I don't know, they ended up 
like it wasn't part of the warranty or something so we had to like come back and i got a hacksaw and like trimmed off like a tiny little bit on either side of the blinds so just like all these little things that add up to be a lot of extra work and time and yeah just pretty much anything that i think will take a certain amount of time i should just multiply it by like at least three because nothing ever is nothing ever is as short as you think it will be so that's kind of like the words of wisdom I have right now on being in our house for a week. <laughs> but we just got my our office kind of set up. I got my desktop set up in this pretty sweet little spot. This is my first time actually using it, so it feels nice, though. I'll have to show you guys on a stream sometime. <laughs> but yeah, so that's really eaten up a lot of my time. Like most days... I'm glad that I, I get to work on development when I go to work um, because when I get home, it's pretty much like eat with the extra time with the bus. It's like pretty close to 7 p.m. And it's like, well, shoot, you know, I got to mow the lawn or got to help set up this thing or another, work on this thing. It's like it just sucks up a lot of time. And I imagine when we're more settled, it's going to be not quite so bad, but I just don't have a lot of time to like work on the stuff that I want to work on. So that's okay. I'm excited. Things are good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Only other thing that is, is kind of interesting that's going on. If anyone is following the .NET stuff, Microsoft announced that um, they're going to go away from using .NET Core for like all the like the cross-platform development stuff. And like they've had the .NET framework out for a really long time on version 4. And it's just been like, man, as long as I almost remember, we've been on .NET 4 and there's, you know, all the way up through, I think 4.8 is the most recent version. Um, and now uh, .NET Core is out. They're going up through .NET Core 3, I think it's in beta right now, but Microsoft announced that they're going to .NET 5, uh, I think end of next year. And .NET 5 is going to basically merge the old .NET framework, which was Microsoft only, and .NET Core, which is the like hot new stuff that's all cross-platform. It's going to all become one platform that's just .NET 5. So you don't have to like designate between the two. Um, and it sounds like it's all going to be open source stuff. So I kind of wonder if what they're going to end up doing is basically just expand .NET Core and turn it into just .NET, you know, and then it's available for Mac, Linux, P uh, Windows. So that, in, in my opinion, that's actually pretty exciting because then it like learning, especially learning .NET and learning ASP.NET it's so confusing because they've gone through so many different versions and it like <laughs> there was uh what was like asp.net i think like if you're not using core it's on version four something but they were calling dotnet core uh asp.net five for a long time and like understanding the differences between dotnet core and dotnet it gets really confusing so I'm glad that it's all going to just be one thing. Um, and it sounds like 
they're building in this like really good long-term plan for it. So like, I think it was every, every year in November, they're going to be going up a version. So it'll be like 5.1, I think, or maybe it was a full version. Maybe it was six. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, but they had like a plan out for through like 2024 or something. So it's nice to see the roadmap. It's exciting for me since that's sort of like the realm that I'm going to be living in for a little while. So yeah, keep a lookout. I know some of the some of the guys in the Discord, it affects Manbeard Games is talking about how that's going to be his life for a little while. <laughs> so maybe we'll all be uh, switching gears here and just being .NET devs forever. I don't know. Um, anyways, I also wanted to mention, uh, if you didn't catch last week's episode uh, with Ote, that was a super fun one. I still haven't had a chance to catch his game, unfortunately, just because of all the craziness going on. But it's a fun episode. It gets really existential, which is <laughs> which is fun. I find that when I start, when I talk to somebody for like an hour, somehow it always gets onto some existential thing, which I mean, like that's what we're all here doing is trying to figure out like what it's all about. So I, from my perspective, it makes a lot of sense why we end up there because no one actually has the answer and everyone has a different opinion and uh, everyone has a different way of looking at things. And it was fun, especially hearing uh, how Ote looks at the world. Um, Anyways, I'm going to keep this one short. I don't really have much else to say because I don't have a lot of uh, like really uh, solid examples of things. But things are going well. I haven't talked much to Rhett lately, but we're going to try and keep things moving. Hopefully get some more guests on soon because it's been really hard to push out content when like life doesn't allow you to make content, you know? So... Um, stick with us. I'm going to try to maybe have my next solo episode be the factory pattern episode. Also, if you have any recommendations for programming books or programming topics that you think would be valuable to me, maybe um, you'd like me to kind of dive into and discuss on the podcast, I'd be happy to to do that as well. But for now, like the plan is just going to be focus on design patterns and, and get through at least the uh, head first book it has 13 patterns. So we'll see how it goes. Anyways, y'all, you can hit us up on the same places you normally do. Just go to gamedevsquest.com. You can find the links there. Um, Also, head over to Humble Bundle, bit.ly forward slash gdq hyphen humble. I haven't really seen any good ones recently um, that I've been interested. Though I haven't checked today. Let's see. Uh, They have Vegas Pro. So they have some video editing stuff and AI stuff with python probably yeah a bunch of stuff machine learning stuff which maybe some of you are interested in i probably will pass anyways thanks y'all for listening we'll check you next week have a good week cue that music